just when you thought my season was over. I'm surprising you with a little mid-summer episode dedicated to a place and spirit I love. I'm Susan Schwartz, your drinking companion, and this is Lush Life Podcast. Every week, we are inspired to live life one cocktail at a time. If you've been listening to Lush Life for a while, you would probably know that I love Venice. If you're a first-timer to Lush Life, I'll say it again. I love Venice. So how excited am I to be joined by my friend Rudy Carraro, Global Brand Ambassador of the very Venetian Select Aperitivo. I'll let Rudy tell you how Select Aperitivo and Venice go hand in hand while I sip my Select Spritz, dreaming I'm on a terrace overlooking the Grand Canal. But before we begin, and for the last time this season, you can always watch this episode on YouTube, plus all the other Lush Life episodes, as well as a whole lot more. Just head to youtube.com slash at Lush Life Manual. That's youtube.com slash at Lush Life Manual. Now, let's join Rudy. It's really, really great to have you on the show again. Why don't you introduce yourself and then we can get right to select. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on the show again, Susan. Always nice to chat with you. And uh, for the people who doesn't know me, my name is Rudy Carraro. I'm the Global Brand Ambassador for Grupo Montenegro. And today I'm the specific. We're going to talk about the Select Aperitivo. Fabulous. Well, I guess why don't we start with the history? Because I, for everyone who may be watching this on YouTube, I am holding my select spritz. So I'm sure we'll get to how this is made, what's in it, and why the olive. So go ahead. Why don't we start with a little history? Absolutely. Absolutely. So select is the original alternative from Venice. And well, Venice is the place where everything started. Two brothers, Mario and Vittorio Pilla, decided to open a distillery in 1919 in the heart of Venice. And uh, after uh, finalizing the recipe, they managed to release select recipe in the 1920. So we're, you know, happy to celebrate 103 years of history and Venetian heritage. From the very first beginning, of course, select, uh, we don't have to think about it as a cocktail ingredient, but uh, during those time, it was just drink neat or maybe with a bit of soda or a bit of ice. And for this reason, it started to get um, success around the Venetian island, the Venetian region as well. And then shortly as well around Italy, because the Pila brothers, after seeing that uh, it was having a, a good success, they decided to invest in a very big advertisement and uh, marketing campaign that brought Select from a local Venetian aperitif to a countrywide uh, aperitif. When things uh, start to get better in terms of you know revenue and business, yeah. the Pila brothers start to uh, have the idea to expand. And for this reason, unfortunately, in downtown Venice, there was no more room to expand because, as you may know, Venice is Venice. It's pretty small. Because of canals and water, it's difficult to build more in there. So they decided to relocate the production just a few meters away, actually, a few kilometers away from downtown Venice. And I'm talking about Porto Marghera, the Marghera Harbor which is the main still today industrial or the harbor that is uh, uh, on the first piece of the mainland that you'll find living in Venice. 
So they were still very close to the city, but at the same time, by moving the production plant to the mainland, they would have access to a better connection with the land, okay, in terms of getting the raw materials and as well shipping it over the country, all over the country. But at the same time, a much more high-tech and productive production plant. And these were the 30s. So in just 10 years' time, the Pila brothers found themselves with a very high hand efficiency for the time, of course, production plant that could cope with the demand for cement. So things were going very, very well, and the Pila brothers wouldn't be happier. I'm sure. Unfortunately, <laughs> though, there was the downtime that was the Second World War. And uh, it was uh, a very hard hit on the Pila brothers. And I'm going to explain okay. why. The Marghera yeah. Harbor is actually a very strategic uh, area because it's in the Gulf of, of Venice. And of course, you know, it would be, uh, it was transformed into a military base by the government that confiscated all the warehouses of the, of course, Pila brothers and all the industry and the companies, the factories that were built there so that they could use it as a military base. And for this reason, it became a target that got heavily bombed during the Second World War. And this is the turning point because the Pila brothers, after creating this amazing brand, after spending a lot of money and all their resources on recreating or building the new production plant, they found that set with nothing less. So they had to wait until the conflict was over. And this is actually the turning point because a lot of small brands completely disappeared after the Second World War because uh, there were family-run businesses or small businesses that didn't have the financial strength and resources to uh, start their own. Luckily for us, the Pila brothers did not give up and they relocated to the island of Murano, which is uh, very famous for the glass-blowing artists. And uh, they kept on going with their small production until then, uh, until the time, more prosperous times, so the end of the 60s, the 70s, you know, La Dolce Vita style that everybody uh, associates uh, the black and white Italian movie with it. Well, that is the time when uh, Senet started to, El uh, Aperitivo itself, start to become part of the Italian lifestyle. And that is the moment when we see Senet being uh, back to the volumes that he used to be uh, consumed before, uh, even more, of course, than the Second World War. And at the same time, not only with ice or maybe with a bit of soda, but also part of the uh, spritz, uh, select spritz recipe or the original Venetia spritz recipe that I'm going to maybe explain uh, the origins of it a little bit later. Yes, definitely. You know, Murano must have been, you know, Murano is even smaller than Venice, so it must have been tiny. How long did it take until they realized, oh boy, Murano is just not going to be big enough or, or your place in Murano is not going to be big enough? to handle all the quantity that was needed for all these aperitivi. So basically, uh, the Pila brothers hold on to the brands until they couldn't uh, cope anymore when the brothers, the company that the brothers founded. And uh, they found some, uh, uh, around the 60s, they found some outside help mm -hmm. from uh, an investor that uh, relocated the production, not in, uh, in Venice, but in Bologna. And that is the reason why in 1988, Grupo Montenegro acquired the Pilla brands, including Select. And uh, when until, as you may know, uh, last May, the production was still in Bologna, but now we're proudly back into Venice. But I'm going to tell you a bit more details on it 
in a second. I know. I've been there and I can't wait for everyone to hear about it. But I, I, of course, we don't know what the Pila brothers thought, but it must have been a little bit heartbreaking for them to leave Venice and um, go to Bologna, even though it was great for them to get outside investment. I understand that. And how lovely it would be if they were still alive to know that it was back in Venice. Exactly, exactly. So hopefully we did right to them. Uh-huh. And um, thanks to Grupo Montenegro, uh, long vision and uh, investment plan. In uh, 2018, the process of bringing Select back to Venice started. So the company acquired a beautiful building. And then, uh, unfortunately, you know, the uh, pandemic uh, delayed the, the project a little bit. But um, we managed to open in May 2023 our new home, the new home of Select in, uh, well, in downtown Venice, which is called Ca Select. And so, you know, we are proudly taking back uh, the production uh, to the original uh, city of um, Select. And at the same time, we also have a visitor center. We have a conference space as well. And of course, a beautiful uh, state-of-the-art bar that uh, I could be talking about it for hours, but I wouldn't, you know, uh, give justice to it because the only way to appreciate it is actually to see it uh, in person. So, you know, whenever you come down to Venice, you or everyone, that is listening right now, the Opium message is going to take you around. Oh, it is fabulous. I was so lucky. I was there uh, a few months ago, actually a month ago, and it looks glorious. It is really, really fabulous and a great home for Select. Now, I'm not sure if you know what the Pila brothers were thinking on why to create Select and how to create Select and what to put in it, but could you give us whatever information that you have or that's in the record books? Yeah, absolutely. So you have to imagine that uh, at that time, Venice was already established as uh, the heart of the spice trade, the Silk Route, you know, back in the days, you know, the Marco Polo travels. So it was uh, a busy place where uh, ingredients from all around the world was coming uh, into Europe. And basically the Pila brothers decided that they would create this very unique recipe, not using just Italian ingredients, but using the, all the ingredients that they had at their disposition, which were an array of different ingredients, botanicals, Chinese from all around the world. For this reason, still today, the recipe of Select contains 30 different botanicals that, of course, as I said, comes from all around the world and uh, constitute the heart, the, the essence of uh, Select itself, because uh, what we are right now, we are, the, of course, uh, the original uh, Aperitif from Venice, but at the same time, the ingredient for the original Venetian spirit. And uh, the taste needs to be very distinguished. So that's our signature. And that's why we have this very well-balanced flavor profile, which is not to be trim, which is not too sweet. And uh, is very long and lingering persisting. Because some of the key botanicals that we use in Select are the juniper berries, which... Uh, we don't treat in any way because uh, we uh, macerate them and then we distill them. So we don't have to worry about anything uh, that comes from outside. So in this way, in this way, we keep all the uh, resin, all the essential oils that we need to have a very nice fragrant uh, juniper distill. The second botanica, which is very important for Select, is the rhubarb, which mm. is uh, the Chinese rhubarb rhizome that comes all the way from China which is uh, the best country where you can get, which, where you can get a dried rhubarb rhizome. And uh, 
Ribobrizum goes undergo the uh, uh, maceration extraction process, and since uh, is a kind of a hard botanical to extract flavors from, well, to extract the flavors as we like them, as as the Pila brothers did, only to extract the rhubarb flavors it takes us three months, only for that particular ingredient. Oh boy! Yeah. So uh, we keep things like uh, the Pila brothers used to do. And um, then we have, uh, uh, I would say, classic, uh, but let's say, more known botanicals when it comes to bitter uh, liquors, which is the Artemisia or wormwood, which gives the longer, bitter, lingering finish to select. And, you know, uh, is basically the sensation that makes you want to go back to the second sip and the second spirit as well. And then we have other botanicals that if you look at the bottle of select, they are hidden in the label as well, which are uh, a bitter orange, cardamom, and some uh, maize as well. Yes. So let's talk about the label before we talk about the spirit. Mm-hmm. I have the gorgeous bottle here. And it, it has it changed much since the beginning? So basically, uh, in 2018, what we did was to, the company wanted to bring uh, uh, much more modern approach to all the brands of the companies, including Selected. So we went back with the design and the label of the bottle to what was the original style. Uh-huh. So uh, also to get ready for the 100th anniversary that uh, we celebrate on 20, in 2020, um, what we wanted to do is to uh, return to the origin. So if you look at the bottle, you can just Google, you know, select from the 20s, from the 30s, uh, as soon as it was born, the bottle and the label, uh, basically they look the same. This is just a modern version of it. So we really wanted to uh, give uh, select the prestige that you need, you know, uh, since the recipe has never changed since the 1920. Well, we went back to the original bottle and label as well. Of course. And I love that Pila is front and center for the for the boys who started it. Absolutely. So what we say about our brand, we say that they are talking bottles. Uh-huh. Because on the front label, you have all the key permission about the brand. So you got the 1920s, select the Pillar Brothers. What is it? You know, a bit of aperitif. And made in Venice. Made in Venice, exactly. And then if you turn it around, there are a few tips on how to make the perfect original Venetian spirit. And of course, uh, um, a bit of history as well. Of course. And just in case you um, then, don't know again how to make the spritz, you've got it inside here again. Correct. We have the neck hanger, which are, uh, you know, uh, important when it comes to consumers because, you know, we are from the industry, so we know how to make a spritz. But, you know, there are a few people around there that uh, maybe they're interested about the bottle, but they don't really know what to do about it. So this is a very nice way on how to uh, explain how to use the product. And you make it in a very specific way, as I said, with the green olive. So why don't you let us know how how that evolved, that your spritz, the original Venetian spritz evolved. Absolutely. So as you may have heard already, the spritz came into existence in the Venetian area, in Venice. Because at the end of the 1800, beginning of the 1900, the only area was still under the Austrian Hungarian Empire. And uh, the legend says that, you know, the people ruling Venice at that time were going around the soldiers of the empire, were going around the city, asking for glasses of wine to the bartenders from the local bars, the bacaro, but they would find it too strong, too high in acidity, too high in a beef for them. So they would often ask to spray, to get spritz 
a little bit of soda water inside the glass of wine, just to make it a little bit more easy to drink. And from the split, the split, the split, hence the name spritz. And this is the very first uh, idea, uh, proto uh, recipe of the spritz. So why wine and soda water? We need to wait to the 50s to see the introduction of the bitter inside the spritz recipe. Because as I mentioned before, even though Select was born in 1920, well, it was not uh, uh, popular as a cocktail ingredient or a split ingredient yet. It became, so, you know, the split recipe and the Select consumption were uh, on a parallel line. So people were drinking white wine and soda water as a split and Select with uh, ice and uh, soda on uh, the other line. These two recipes, these two lines, uh, meet around the 60s, okay, so after the dark time of the Second World War was over. And uh, basically what happened, like for the Negroni, there was a regular customer that walks into his favorite baccaro that had a very hard day and asked the bartender to make the splits with more of a kick. And the bartender just turned around, took the bottle of Select and had a splash, just a splash of Select into the time split recipe. And this is the introduction of the bit into the split recipe. Then we need to wait until the 70s, the famous time, which is, you know, uh, I already mentioned before, where the aperitivo moment start to become uh, one altogether with the Italian lifestyle and all the people could not go home before doing an aperitivo. Or sometimes they would just forget to go home and they would just like carry on with the aperitivo until uh, um, later in the evening. Uh, that uh, we see the recipe changing for the last time because it's not, well, uh, the selector is not a splash anymore, but it's just, uh, it became a two solid part. So a predominant flavor in there. And at the same time, we see the switch from white wine to Prosecco. That until then, Prosecco was considered just like the farmer's wine from the hills, aside from Venice. But slowly, slowly, the technique implement, the flavor start to get better. And uh, it became uh, uh, the local wine for uh, not only the Venetian hills, Valdoviadene, et cetera, et cetera, but also to, you know, the Venice downtown. And when it made it into Venice downtown, well, it was easy to replace the white wine to this, you know, more sexy, appealing uh, version of uh, the sparkling wine that complete the recipe. Of course. But, so uh, the three parts of Prosecco, two parts of Select, one splash of soda water to stay true to the origin. And at the same time, we need our signature in our select split, which is our olive. So we garnish our split with the green olive. And this is because we want to stay close to tradition, the Venetian tradition of the macaros, the local bars where you always have something to eat with your select split. So you go in your bar, you order your select split, and then you have some chiquiti. Now this world is, you know, quite famous all around the world. And uh, chicchetti means like a small bite, uh, something to nibble while you drink your split and then you carry on with your day. So the olive is there to represent the fact that you always eat something while you're sipping your splits. And at the same time, by adding the olive that are kept in brine, you really add this uh, savory, salty touch that uh, really gives to uh, the original Venetian split an umami flavor that completes the recipe itself. And then don't worry, it's up to you if you want to bite it at the beginning, in the middle of your experience, or if you want to leave it there until the end and then bite it at the end. So there is no rule on that, just as you feel left to do it. I love it. No rules. You know, I always think of the olive as just being 
a normal thing, obviously, because I've had the spritz in Venice so many times, and that it is a true aperitivo. If you're going to drink it before dinner, why would you have anything other but an olive in it? Because as you said, it adds that little bit of umami saltiness. And by the way, I like it after because then it's got all the delicious select and Prosecco and everything is kind of in it. Nice. It's, it's, yeah, it's, nice. It, yes, I love it. I love it. It's it's a fabulous drink. So oh, is yeah, there anything do. else that we should know about select? Oh, well, if you want to, you know, get uh, your memory refreshed, there is always our you know, beautiful website, which of is selectaperitivo.com. And as I said, uh, Select is uh, our new visitor center. So it's going to be up and running uh, soon in, um, in Venice. Uh, as I'm saying soon because uh, we still have to tweak a couple of uh, things before being fully open uh, every single day. Oh, and of course, you know, in May, I had just missed Spritz Week. Oh, yes. Of so course. will you be doing that again next year? Absolutely. Spritz Week is basically our way to celebrate uh, the original Asia Spritz, so the Select Spritz. So it's an activation that we do. We started in 2023, in May 2023, and uh, now we're going to do it every year. So we're going to celebrate uh, Select around Venice and uh, as well around the world, because with our partners all around the world, we also going to do activation. We're going to do summer terraces uh, where we bring uh, the original Venetian Spritz to the Select uh, experience and a touch of Venice all around the world that, you know, could happen in London, in New York, in Singapore. So, uh, you might be around the world, but still be able to enjoy the true Venetian moment of the aperitif with Select. Great, great. And if anyone is in London, I saw that you're doing it at one of my favorite bars, which is FAM in Marlebone. So you can definitely have the Select Spritz right there. There's a beautiful terrace. It's outside. Everyone was enjoying them yesterday. Absolutely. Or uh, at the same time, you can just uh, uh, head down to South Bank uh, and do all the promenade, beautiful. And when you are in front of Tower Bridge, you're going to see beautiful uh, uh, select spritz bar where you can enjoy um, our spritz teaser. And uh, well, they also have uh, well, they the beautiful view of, uh, of Tower Bridge. All right. All right. Well, everyone should look for it all over the world. Um, thank you so much, Rudy. This is great. I already have my spritz, by the way, in a Murano glass a true, true Venetian, true Venetian spritz. And it's a great summer drink. And I really thank you for taking the time to tell us all about the history. And um, yeah, have a great summer, everyone. Thank you very much, Susan. And uh, well, until next time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. I so want to thank Rudy for joining me on the program and select Aperitivo for sponsoring not only this episode, but my session at the Also Festival which was a blast. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, can you guess what our cocktail of the week is? How could my cocktail of the week be anything other than the original Venetian Select Spritz? So, fill a wine glass, or any glass for that matter, with ice, pour two ounces of Select Aperitivo into the glass, and then top it up, with three ounces of Prosecco and then a splash of soda water. You should know by now to garnish that with a green olive. Truly Venetian. Cheers! You'll find this recipe, more Select Aperitivo cocktail recipes, including their twist on the Negroni and the Americano, and all the cocktails of the week at alushlifemanual.com. 
where you'll definitely find Select Aperitivo in my shop. As I said last episode, I am now really heading into the rest of the summer with a book to finish. So, if you live for Lush Life, then make sure you head out to the bars you love and order a drink. The music for Lush Life is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. And Lush Life is always and will be forever produced by Evo Terra and Simpler Media Productions. Which leads me to say the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation. And always drink responsibly. Have a wonderful and safe summer. Check out my Instagram at a lush life manual to see what I'm drinking and where I'm drinking next. And see you in the autumn when my London cocktail tours will be up and running. More about that later. Until that time, bottoms up.